Welcome to episode two of How Not To Date at 28. I have the croakiest voice today. I went out last night and as you can tell, it was a great night. (laughs) Even with the 10pm curfew, I can apparently still manage to lose my voice and sound like this the next day. Um, (laughs) What a nightmare. Today's the only day I can really um, record the podcast because I've got to go away for filming um, this week. So we're doing it now. I mean, filming might get cancelled because there's now um, obviously new lockdown coming into place on Thursday. Who's excited for that? Um, no one, obviously. Um, I wasn't planning on doing an episode on on lockdown and lockdown love and all that bullshit because I thought everyone was sick to death of hearing about lockdown in general. But since we're having a new one, I just thought, let's dedicate this episode to all my lockdown dating fails because there was a lot I got so bored and you know what I've learned my lesson though this time I'm not doing any dating apps not doing anything (laughs) I'm just gonna sit at home and knit no I'm not I'm gonna sit at home and do the podcast do you know what I actually got chatted up last night which I don't know how that's possible because you have to sit at like your individual tables I just remember this guy talking to me and oh my god so cringe I don't know why when I'm drunk I always do different accents which I definitely can't do when I'm sober I don't know why I get so confident and cocky when I'm drunk and think I can do accents because I can't but this guy was from Belfast and I don't know I I managed to convince him I was also from Belfast but I do not know how to do that accent so I don't understand anyway I know I gave him my number so Let's see if anything comes of that. Probably not. I remember him being quite young and I remember him trying to like lean in for a kiss, which is just so inappropriate. What? How is that okay? It's a pandemic, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. What what a wild ride these last few weeks have been. Um, not dating anyone at the moment for context, obviously. Um, and like nothing weird or wild has happened for a long time. So I'm kind of just riding off the back of my last um, lockdown fails. I'm sure there'll be more more stories to come in the next few weeks, but for now, yeah, it's going to be stories from like March and April. You know, that like really depressing time. God, my voice can go really low right now. <laughs> oh gosh, I hope I don't get really croaky during this. I apologise if this is not the most soothing listen. Um, hopefully it'll be better next week. Oh goodness, right. Before we get stuck in, I just want to say thanks to everyone who listened to episode one and and thanks for tuning in again today. I really appreciate it. The feedback has been so lovely and I just can't believe how many people are listening. We've got people listening in Australia, for goodness sake. Hello to you guys. Um, and people in like Switzerland, Germany, Italy, everywhere, all around the UK. It's great. I'm really excited. So yeah, hi everyone. I'm really, really happy to have you on board listening to all my embarrassing stories. I also had some had some lovely messages from uh, three exes. One messaged within about, I think it was like four minutes of releasing episode one. I already had a message asking if he could have, actually two people asked me if they could have their own episodes um, dedicated to them. So, I mean, the absolute cheek of it. Not sure I'll allow that. Although it did get me thinking that maybe we should do, we, maybe we should do an episode of like me and one of the guys and we hear like their point of view or their side of the story something like that I don't know is that too cringe or is it too 
Oh, such self-sabotage, isn't it? We'll see. I'm not ruling anything out. I hadn't planned to have any guests because I've got so many ridiculous stories that I thought they'd keep me going for a while, but, you know, we give the people what they want. <laughs> for some background, what I was up to during the previous lockdown, I was working on a TV show that was literally just about to go into studio um, to film the week that lockdown happened. So that obviously all got put on hold and we all lost our jobs. So it was a really shit time. Um, They then told us actually that they were going to postpone filming and they wanted us to come back later on in the year once everything was done. Um, So after a lot of discussions and a small, very stressful battle, um, I ended up getting furloughed for two months, which was amazing. But if you know me, you'll know I'm a bit of a workaholic and I don't really like just sitting around at home. So I applied for literally every job, every like volunteer position I could find, everything. And uh, shockingly, I didn't get any of them. <laughs> Obviously, I'm overqualified with all my uh, all my years of dog walking. So I ended up just chilling in my flat for a few months, which was, it was fine. But I don't have I don't have any outdoor space. I don't have a garden, a patio, nothing. I live on a really busy road. So yeah, on the really hot days, it was unbearable. Just sitting inside was so sad. However, creative person that I am, found a place to sunbathe. I know. I know what you're thinking. Where? How did she do it? The roof. I went on the roof. I literally risked my life to be outside. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. I hope my neighbours aren't listening to this because basically there's a bit of flat roof outside my bedroom window. Um, It's above my neighbour's bedroom. And I discovered that if I climbed on top of my bed frame, I could kind of wiggle out of the window, which, let me tell you, is the smallest window you've ever seen in your whole life. (laughs) I could just about fit my head and shoulders through it, but then I'd have to like pull the rest of my body through. So it'd be kind of like an army crawl. And then I'd have to like thrust myself through it. The only way I can describe it is like I was being birthed out of a vagina in the wall. (laughs) I kind of plop onto the roof. Like there's, there's no graceful way of doing it. I just sort of splat onto the roof and and hope for the best, (laughs) but it's not overlooked or anything. So totally fine. All good. Apart from there's, there's like one house where they have one window that looks onto that roof. So yeah, I I was like, no one's ever going to see me. And then there's one day, one day that this woman is looking out the window at the exact moment I am forcing myself out of a window. And we'd kind of lock eyes and she just looks at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, do I do I say hi? Do I wave? So I just go for a sort of like little head, head nod, you know, like a really cool little like, all right, <laughs> which I definitely can't pull off. So it's just me there. Anyway, I just go off and sunbathe as if it's perfectly normal to be on the roof in my bikini. Got a great tan though, so it's all good. Anyway, later on in lockdown, when we were allowed to go out in the parks and stuff, not just for exercise, I then abandoned the roof because I was like, do you know what? Some days it actually got too hot to even touch it. Like the roof would get so, so boiling. So yeah, so the park became the next best option. And there was a couple of times where I went in my bikini because I was feeling brave. Like just bikini top, bikini top and shorts. What's the worst that could happen? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what could happen. I'd been lying in the park for about 10 minutes and I sit up just to like get my water bottle out of my bag or something. Sit up and I hear this little, this little twang. It's my bikini strap breaking. It broke, not even came undone. It literally snapped in half. 
And for no reason, I I don't exactly have massive boobs weighing down this bikini. I'm so confused to this day how it even happened. So I'm in the park on my own. One tit is basically hanging out and there's people everywhere. Clearly no one can help me because it's COVID. You can't just ask like a random stranger to just come over and help you conceal your nipples. <laughs> Luckily, I'd brought a top. I did have a top in my bag, but it's like one of those really loose tank top type things. So trying to put that on. I don't know if you've ever tried to put a top on with one hand, with one hand trying to like cover your boob and the other hand putting the top on. It's really challenging. So I did that, got the top on and um, and I vowed to to never sunbathe in a bikini in the park again. Just the roof, just the roof for me. Anyways, it's probably around that time that I got really bored and decided to re-download the dating apps because obviously there wasn't enough drama in my life already. So I get Bumble. Um, that was the, the dating app of choice. I feel like Hinge used to always be the cool one and now it's not. It's full of creeps. I don't know if anyone else found that. Found that? That's not a word. Fire. God, the hangover is really taking hold. I can't even use words. I don't know if anyone else has found that Hinge is full of creeps. Or if it's just me. Maybe I'm just really unlucky. But Bumble seemed like the better option. Anyway, so I downloaded that. And like, generally speaking, I'm, I'm not very good at the apps. I don't enjoy it. I know some people are really good at it. And like, so many of my friends have been like, you know, have long-term relationships and are getting married and stuff from with people that they've met on apps, which is so great. But for me, I'm like... I, I just think my sarcasm doesn't come across well on an app. It just doesn't. Like, it just comes across passive-aggressive, I think. Which, obviously, I am as well, but mostly just sarcastic. <laughs> so I get chatting to a guy on Bumble. Seems really nice. And we've got a mutual friend. So, I obviously, I message her straight away being like, is this guy a psychopath? Is he nice? Who is he? Tell me everything. And she was like, oh, I don't, I don't really know him. I think that, uh, he was friends with, like, her uni friends or something. I'm not sure. But she was like, oh, from what I remember, he was nice. So anyway, so we get chatting, we go, we go. We have a Zoom date. A Zoom date. I mean, so April 2020, isn't it? I just can't even, I mean, can you even call that a date? I'm not even sure you can. But anyway, so we have a Zoom date and his Wi-Fi signal is so bad. He keeps like going all pixelated and it keeps freezing and then... I don't know, he, I miss like every other word that he says because it just like cuts out. So it's all awful, but I find the whole thing really funny. I think it was a few wines deep as well. So I was like, yeah, yeah, this is going really well. And then in hindsight, it really didn't go well. It was not good, but I was just so like, I don't know, wanted to, I just wanted some attention, I think. And um, yeah, he gave me some. So that was obviously a sign of a good date. They're talking to you. How fantastic. So we've been chatting for a bit. Um, and there's one, there's one afternoon, it's quite sunny and nice, and I get so bored that I decide to go for a run. And, I don't know, me and him had joked about me running to his house, because it's, it's still the height of lockdown, we're only allowed to do an hour exercise or a food shop. So that was like the only option of if, if we could meet each other. It's four miles to his house, and I'm not like, like I run a bit, but not not four freaking miles, but that, I mean, that's just to get to his house. It's going to be an eight mile round trip. So obviously I do it. <laughs> obviously I run to his house. Oh goodness, so embarrassing. Now I look back on it, I'm like, wow, what was I thinking? It's such desperate times back then. Anyway, I run to his house and I kid you not, all we do is literally just like speak through the window. 
because I don't want to break any lockdown rules. So he is in a top window, like first floor flat. And I'm just on the pavement. And we just talk through the window for about 15 minutes. It's the most awkward thing that's ever happened to anyone ever. But I just find the whole thing so funny. I feel like I do half of these things just so that I get a good story out of it. I'm not even sorry. Not even sorry, because look, great content. Who runs to someone's house just to like wave at them through through a window? It's like, I've just thought it's like Romeo and Juliet. Except not at all. And I mean, he didn't die, but he did booty call me then like every night at about 2am as well. I don't know what he was doing in lockdown until 2am that he then felt the need to booty call me. But it was like constant, like constant inappropriate messages and calls. So I blocked him. A modern day Romeo and Juliet. There you are. (laughs) That's my first story. I feel like a lot of people did random stuff like that during lockdown, like traveling way too far to go on a date, like a social distance walk, which would have been more normal. I don't know why we didn't just go for a walk. Anyway, that was definitely at least an hour's exercise that day, so I'm sorry. I think I broke a rule that day because it was more than an hour's exercise because who's running eight miles in an hour? Certainly not me. (laughs) Anyway, the next story, it divides opinion in who was in the wrong. So I'm going to try and tell it in a kind of neutral way. Obviously, I want you to take my side and say that I wasn't in the wrong, but there's a very good chance I was. So... (laughs) I get talking to another guy on Bumble. I've blocked the other guy. I start talking to a new guy. And he is, he is so fit. So fit. Straight away, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I've like hit the jackpot. Um, and he's great. He's great. So we, but we get very intense very quickly. We must have talked every day for about three weeks. We never actually met up. But we would like, we would text all day. Then we'd call, FaceTime, Zoom, like all of it all of the things and it was great we got on really really well but it was very intense I like embraced the intense I'm not normally that person but I think I was just so bored during lockdown I was like yeah great we did discuss meeting up a few times but I I'm such a loser I didn't want to break lockdown rules and I was scared I wouldn't be able to like resist snogging him because he's so fit so I was like I feel like if we went for a walk I wouldn't be able to social distance with you so yeah so so we decided to wait, basically, um, until one fateful night. Oh, God, such a classic. So remember when Zoom quizzes were a thing? Well, I'd been on a particularly drunken, messy one of those. And yes, I'm drinking alone in my flat. It was good times. <laughs> um, that was my social life back then. Wild Saturday night. Uh, and I get a FaceTime from him. So I'm I'm on the phone to my friend, or on Zoom to my friends, I get a FaceTime from him. Um, but I don't answer because obviously I'm on Zoom. So I just, I message him and I'm like, oh, I'm just on Zoom with my friends. I'll call you after. To which he messages me. He replies saying, I'm always ignoring his calls. Sorry? What? Am I? I just thought it was so weird. Like, what a weird thing to say. Was I? I don't think I'd ever ignored his calls. Like, I'm in lockdown doing absolutely nothing of course I'm not ignoring his calls (laughs) but then he facetimes again and I answer show him the zoom screen with everyone and then I say that I'll speak to him after then he starts to get really eggy on whatsapp like over messages he's like kicking off a bit so weird so weird now I think about it anyway so he starts kicking off a bit um so then with the encouragement I say encouragement more like peer pressure from everyone on the Zoom call, 
I then, I send him a Zoom invite to the Zoom chat with me and my friends. And like, (laughs) obviously we're all then waiting there in anticipation, like, nah, he won't join. He won't join. And then he fucking joins. He joins, but with his video off and he doesn't say anything. He literally just like lurks there for like two minutes, I think he was on there. And we were all being really nice. Like we were Larry, but we were nice. And we were like trying to get him to chat and yeah, nothing, nothing from him. And then Maria, one of the girls on the call, (laughs) she messages him, you know, like the private, um, the private Zoom messages you can do to someone. She sends him a message saying, come through. And through is spelt T H R U U U U U U U. And he leaves the call. He's gone. He's done. He is out. He has left the building. And everyone's like, obviously, we find it really funny, but also everyone's so apologetic. Like, oh my God, so sorry. Like, I can't believe that just happened. But I mean, we didn't really do anything wrong. He knew I was on the Zoom call. I invited him to the Zoom and then he didn't even join in. So, anyway. Then I, uh, once the Zoom call is done, um, I call him afterwards and he won't answer. So then I text him and I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. Really sorry. We're obviously quite drunk. Um, and he's drunk as well, which I should have mentioned. Sorry. So he'd been drinking all day with his housemate. So he'd already told me he was drunk. So I was like, well, he's drunk. I'm drunk. Why can he not just join a Zoom? <laughs> Looking back, obviously, it's really inappropriate and so intimidating coming onto a call with, like, me and all my mates. Um, But it was very funny. Anyway, so then he starts really kicking off over text. I text an apology, and he replies saying that I've humiliated him. And honestly, I feel so bad. So then I'm like, I'm so sorry. And he's so rude, like, such a dick about it. So, um, yeah, needless to say, that ended that lockdown relationship. (laughs) obviously it wasn't a relationship but that's that's how that ended um obviously we we shagged after a drunken night about three months later but um but that's neither here nor there these things happen (laughs) and just for the record he was so hot in person so hot but such a weirdo like really socially awkward but really fit so yeah no regrets there obviously no regrets ever The last lockdown date I want to tell you about isn't even the only other one I've had. There's been a few, to be fair. Um, But it is the most recent, I think, and the most awkward. So who doesn't love an awkward date story? Anyway, it's another Bumble guy. Shock. Um, Seems lovely. We speak, well, I think we only speak for about a week, like texting for a week, but like not much. And then we speak on the phone for an hour uh, the night before our first date, which is really nice, actually. It's a good way to kind of like break the ice and see if you get on with someone and me and him had such a laugh on the phone I was like oh great so we arranged to meet in a park for a picnic so imagine imagine my surprise when he turns up empty-handed he doesn't even have a bag so like he's not brought anything I brought like a blanket and some drinks and I just assumed I just assumed stupidly that he would bring something who comes empty-handed to a picnic I just find that so strange also it was like a really hot day and he comes in a leather jacket and black jeans. I find that really weird. What? I don't know. Anyway, it was just so, obviously we're after a cracking start. And then I think one of the first things he starts telling me about is that he owns his flat and that he's looking to buy a house. So immediately I'm like, oh God, we have ourselves a bragger or 
the small penis. I can't tell. But it could be both. Who knows? <laughs> Instead of... I mean, the date went on for like three hours, which would suggest it was a good date, but um, it wasn't. I just couldn't leave. <laughs> So instead of telling you in detail about the whole three hours, I'm just going to tell you the highlights of some things he said. He told me that he had two other dates lined up for that week. Two. Who does that? Who who says that on a first date? Like, oh, it was so weird. I just think that's such a strange thing to say. He's either bragging or he's just made that up. Like, why? I don't care, but why? Um, he also told me that he only lost his virginity at age 24, which is totally fine, but it was because he was waiting for the one. So I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like you, you obviously met the one then. Or not the one, because obviously he's on a date with me. But like, yeah, I said, oh, were you in a long-term relationship? Like, how did that, you know, blah, 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 first date chat. And he's like, no, I just, I joined Tinder and then, yeah, I just lost my virginity with like a random girl. And then... He had sex with 17 people in two weeks. 17 in two... That's not a thing. That is not a thing. I don't understand. Like, how's that possible? That's more than one person a day. So then I'm like, surely, surely he's making that up. And it's really quite gross, actually. (laughs) Not one to judge. Obviously, all the embarrassing, gross things have happened to me. But I was a bit like, oh, as if you wait till 24 and then you shag 17 people in two weeks, I'm just not... I'm just I just don't know how I feel about that so yeah he had also this is really random but he'd also asked me he'd asked me to make up a joke for the date so for context when we spoke on the phone the day before he'd said something about me being funny and he was looking for someone funny oh this is so cringe but obviously I I then made a comment about being I I made a comment about me being the funniest person I know (laughs) which obviously I am obviously and he was like oh what's your favorite joke then and I was like oh do you mean like a knock knock joke and he was like yeah but I I don't know any jokes I literally can't people tell me jokes all the time and I can't remember I never remember them never ever remember them it's a nightmare so I was like oh I actually don't know any so then he was like for our date tomorrow you've got to make up a joke a knock knock joke I mean challenge accepted of course I'm gonna make up a joke for tomorrow can't wait I actually do. I make up a joke and I'm actually very proud of it. But then he asks me to tell the joke once we're on the date. He says, he says that if the joke is funny, he'll kiss me. And if it isn't funny, then he won't. Bear in mind, he's already told me about the 17 girls in two weeks at this point, And I am repulsed. <laughs> and I'm only staying like not to be rude at this point. So, oh, I'm like, Oh, um, no, I, I feel like we shouldn't because there's, there's, you know, there's like a pandemic. So, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's not, no snogging. And honestly, he's like, oh, yeah, fine. I've never been so grateful for coronavirus in my life. Like, what a great excuse not to snog someone. Anyway, the joke, which I know you're all dying to hear. Uh, I'm not sure how funny it'll be if I'm telling both the knock knock and who's their parts of the joke. But... I'll tell it anyway, and you can be the judge of how funny it is. Uh, Okay, here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Love. Love who? Whoa, now it's only first date. Calm down. Let's not not get carried away. I feel like it was funnier in person. It's not funny anymore. Okay, well, whatever. Um, He finds it funny, obviously. Managed to avoid a snog, though. And then I make my excuses and try to, like, leave. 
but not before he asks if we can do something again. And he makes a speech about how he hates it when girls agree to a second date and then ghost him. Oh, that's obviously happened before. So awkward. So, so I, so then I had to tell him that I didn't fancy him and I didn't want to do a second date. I had to tell him how awkward is that? No one wants to have to do that on a first date. But he literally like forced me to. Couldn't be helped. And like looking back on it, maybe I should have just been like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. And then text him saying no but he asked he asked for like feedback oh he asked for feedback on a date anyway because I said no and then he basically asked why oh it's all just so embarrassing anyway poor guy I'm so sorry if you're listening hopefully he isn't but if he is like here's a little dating tip don't tell people that you slept with 70 people in two weeks and don't tell them that you've also got another two dates lined up because no one wants to hear that no no thank you Damn, I said I wasn't going to do dating tips, but I feel like those are pretty standard. Or hopefully they are. Anyway, that concludes this week's episode. Another pretty tame one, actually. But next week, I'm going to be telling you about my favourite but most disgusting sex story. So only tune in if you're uh, you're really up for that. Because <laughs> it's, it's going to be pretty full on. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I feel like this is going to be a weird, weird month of lockdown. So I'm going to try and churn out a podcast a week and hopefully uh, keep you smiling or not, whatever. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next week. She's feeling it.